0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What the Family Studies. Today, we have a different style of episode where Kathy and I will be interviewing two guests who are currently in Teachers College. Our first guest is Alex, and she is a first-year student at Western's Faculty of Education. She is enrolled in the intermediate and senior stream with Teachables in Family Studies and French. Before beginning Teachers College, Alex attended Russia University College, affiliated with Western University, where she completed an honor specialization in Family Studies and Human development, as well as a minor in French. Alex is extremely passionate about family studies, and we are so excited to host her on today's podcast.
1: And we are also interviewing Scarlett today. Scarlett has completed a Bachelor of Arts in Family Studies and Psychology at Western University and is currently completing her Bachelor of Education at Western as well. Along with being a full-time student, Scarlett finds joy in her role as a mother to her two sons, supply teaching for the Thames Valley District School Board, or within the pages of a good book. Scarlett is passionate about family studies because she understands the importance of the fundamental life skills and resources that these courses offer to students. She's very excited to be a guest on today's episode for her favorite podcast.
0: So our learning goals for today are to gain an understanding of why these Faculty of Education students decided to become Family Studies teachers, to develop perspective on what it is like to be in the Faculty of Education as a student, and to learn some helpful tips for prospective associative teachers welcoming teacher candidates into their classrooms.
1: So both of our guests today are at very different stages of their lives, but both are at the same area of their careers right now. This career as a teacher anyways. So our question, just to ask you, how did you both get here and what made you decide to become teachers? More specifically, why family studies? So Alex, I'm going to ask you that first, and then maybe Scarlett can give us her response after you.
2: Alrighty, awesome. So when I was four years old, my mom decided to go back to university and complete her Bachelor of Education certification so she could become a teacher. And before going back to university, she had completed a sociology degree at Brescia and was working as a secretary for Thames Valley District School Board. And when it, my mom completed a teacher's college in Buffalo. So each weekend for 18 months, she traveled to Buffalo to complete her qualifications. And as a child, I just witnessed her dedication and love for the profession and embedded a passion inside of me to follow in her footsteps. And by the end of grade three, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. And throughout elementary school and high school, I continued working towards that goal. And I knew I wanted to study family studies after taking the grade 12 families in Canada course. The teacher that I had showcased such enthusiasm and excitement about family studies and really communicated the different pathways that you could take with family studies. So I applied to Brescia and started my journey with family studies and human development. And that's where I truly fell in love with family studies. I do believe that family studies is one of the best undergraduate degrees that one can take. For example, do you want to become a teacher or a family lawyer? Do you want to become a pediatrician? You have the opportunity to study family studies and understand child development, as well as different family dynamics. And family studies offer so many different career paths that many don't know are possible. And I want to be able to communicate that to my students about how beneficial family studies is or can be to their future careers.
1: That's great, Alex. Thanks so much for sharing that. And how about you, Scarlett? So my journey
3: to how I got to where I am now is actually so different than Alex's. I had a really hard time when I first attended university after high school. I was having a bit of like an identity crisis and I didn't really know or felt like I belonged. So I ended up leaving and I worked as an insurance broker for a few years and I had my first son. Working as a broker paid the bills, but I've always been dreaming about being a teacher. So when my son was four, I thought, If he's starting school, it would be a great time for me to start school. So I went back and I started at Huron University College at Western in my psychology degree that I had originally started right after high school. And then I heard about the family studies program at Brescia. So that really spoke to me. And I actually transferred in my second year over to Brescia. I had the best time and really connected with the content and the importance and real life relatability of them. So I couldn't think of a better subject for me to teach to students than the one I found myself really passionate about. I love family studies because it introduces students to such important life skills and knowledge that I feel are essential for a healthy and fulfilling life for
1: students. Absolutely fantastic reasons for both of you to get into this great profession. Scarlett, I'm very much like you where I had a, another career before I came here, but landed here and, and have been loving it for uh, almost 20 years. And so for me personally, that makes my time at the Faculty of Education long ago. So at the end of your first year, as you guys are heading into you know the, this profession, what did you enjoy most this past year and what did you find most challenging? And Scarlett, maybe you can answer that one first.
3: Okay, so the most important revelation for me at the faculty was finally feeling like I was on the right path in life in this career, because I had the big career change. So I just found so much joy in it already, even though I just begun. I made so many great connections this year with some amazing people. And I'm so happy to feel welcomed. I thought this was something that I was really going to struggle with because I'm almost 30 and a mother, so I'm at a different stage in life than my peers. But that wasn't the case. And I've made connections that I know will last forever. And those have come from my practicum placements as well as my time at the faculty. Things that I found the most challenging by far was definitely juggling like my personal life. And the demands required by the professional program, but that's something that I'm happy to learn now how to do it instead of later when I'm in a long-term teaching position. So I think I've been able to master it pretty well at this point and I'm excited for next
1: year. It definitely is a juggling act, especially when you have kids, but you know, it is a great juggling act and it is a great profession. So we're happy to have you aboard, I think. And, And how about you, Alex? What did you enjoy most this past year and what did you find most challenging?
2: I would say I enjoyed placement the most. I loved working with my associate teachers and the students. And like Scarlett said, When I was at the faculty, as well as when I was at placement, I finally felt like this is where I belong. This is what I was always supposed to be doing. So that was awesome. And then the most challenging aspect, just like Scarlett said, was balancing personal work and school life. At Western's Faculty of Education, first-year students are enrolled in 10 to 13 courses per semester. So it is a major adjustment from the typical five courses per semester throughout undergraduate. And yeah, just adjusting to that, but like Scarlett said, there's a huge benefit now to being able to juggle all those courses and juggle the assignments that come with those courses, when we're going to have then contracts as teachers and our future. But I also wanted just to say at the end of my first year, I do have an assortment of thoughts, but the most important thought is absorb as much information as you can. And the job in the faculty of education for the two years that you're there is just to embrace every aspect of teaching, learning, unlearning, and growing. One of our professors told us that you're sponges, this is your time to absorb and just learn as much as you can. So I wanted to communicate that as well.
1: And I really think that idea of absorbing as much as you can, it it doesn't go away. And I think for me personally that's one of the best things about this profession is that I'm constantly learning something new whether I'm learning from my students or my colleagues or you know sometimes the biggest struggle is you're thrown a course that you've never taught before you don't have much background in and so learning all about that course so I think constantly learning is is a good thing. Alex you mentioned about your you know your teacher advisor and being in your your placement one of the the most enjoyable parts for you so what advice would you give to a teacher who's considering becoming a teacher's supervisor or associate teacher, depending on the board, whatever you call it? What advice would you give to someone in that position?
2: The Advice that I would give to somebody if they were considering becoming a associate teacher is be kind and be patient and be willing to collaborate. I think that the best things that humans can do is just be kind to others and just take the teacher candidate on with open arms and open heart and be patient and help them learn through this process and grow and be willing to collaborate and change ideas or hear the teacher candidates ideas.
1: That's some great, great things that you brought up. And I remember some of my teacher candidates who I think reflect very much what you've just said there as well too. Scarlett, do you have any advice for anyone who is thinking about becoming an associate teacher? Yeah, I don't
3: think I could say it better than Alex. I just wanted to have them remember what it was like for them when they were in the Bachelor of Education and show their student teachers some grace, but also provide room for growth and provide lots of feedback, good and bad. It can be intimidating to provide bad feedback, but we really feed off of it. In, in a kind way, obviously. Uh, it can be the most rewarding experience. I know I have personally made lifelong connections with my associate teachers. So also to just be prepared to have a new friend who looks up to you and might be a stage five clinger. So
0: that's awesome, guys. And I, I really like hearing your perspectives because I'm also a new teacher. So I only graduated last year. I also graduated from Brescia, by the way. I'm not wearing my ring, but yay. Russia grads. I I like that you guys both talked about how you found that teacher's college is kind of where you felt like you belonged. And I'm quite envious actually, because when I was in teacher's college, it was online because of COVID. So I'm kind of envious of your experience. But that's very interesting. And you know what? I I will say, prepare yourselves because your first year of teaching is going to be hard and you might question yourself and your abilities and like, is this where I'm supposed to be? That's what I felt like. Like when I was in teacher's college, I was like, yes, I'm so excited. I'm so ready. And then first year hit and I was like, oh my goodness, there's so much to learn. So definitely be prepared for that, but push through it because it gets better. First semester, I was a mess. This semester, I'm getting a little better. But yeah, so what is the most interesting thing that you guys learned or most interesting thing that happened to you guys while on your practicum because I'm very interested to hear about your practicum experiences because I know that's like one of the most significant things in teachers college so maybe Scarlett you can go first
3: I think the most interesting thing was just the ease of being able to build relationships with the students and staff. This was something that was really ingrained in us at the faculty, and it was kind of intimidating to think about before we were actually on the placement. But I cried at the end of my practicums having to say goodbye to them, and I think that was really the thing that hit me the most, and that's what this career is about, is the relationship building.
0: For sure, and I feel like I was very emotional during my practicums as well. Alex?
2: I also put in a jaw note relationship building. I think it's very interesting and very heartwarming, the relationships that you build with students, but also staff. I was, for my second placement, in a very amazing department. They were all friends with each other, and they were so kind, and they welcomed me into the department with open arms it felt like a second home, which was really nice. And it wasn't what I was anticipating. It was both of my practicum experiences were amazing, but very different. And it just showed you how wonderful having your friends work alongside you. And I think that that helped me then grow so much because my associate teacher then also became my friend. And then we were able to then like work with the students and build healthy relationships. It was just interesting to see How much of the relationship aspect also comes into teaching? I think a lot of individuals think like, oh, it's just teaching the content. But if you don't have a relationship with the students, it's obviously very hard to teach any content with them.
0: For sure. And it's hard to connect the content to their lives. Right. So and that's what we do in family studies, or at least that's what I hope to do in family studies is connect the curriculum with people's lives. Right. Make it real for them and make it useful. Could you guys tell me what your biggest takeaway has been overall from your first year at the faculty, aside from relationships, maybe if you can and what you are looking forward to next year? Maybe Alex first.
2: Yeah, absolutely. My biggest takeaway from the first year at the faculty would be it goes by way faster than you imagine. When I was finished my first placement, I didn't really want to go back to courses in January. I was like, I want to be at placement. I want to be working with the students. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this year went by so quickly. And just like I said, like absorb as much information as you can. Your professors or instructors are there to help you. So if they have any resources to share, like utilize them, save them into your Google Drive so that you're not stuck. Ask your associate teachers if they have any resources that you can share. And as for next year, I'm most looking forward to having the two longer practicums. And during first year, you have two four-week practicums. And in second year, you have a six-week and then a five-week placement. And the amount that you learn about the teaching profession and about yourself during placement is just outstanding. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, just enjoy every moment and don't try to rush it.
0: I love that. And I can I emphasize, add things to your Google Drive, but also organize it. Mine has gotten so out of hand so quickly, it like snowballed. And now I'm like, it dreading organizing it. Okay, Scarlett.
3: So I I wrote down Google Drive also. And then my biggest takeaway on top of that would be to remind yourself that none of us know anything about teaching when we start this program. And truthfully, we never finish learning even once we become contract teachers. So you aren't alone in how you feel. And it's important for you not to be afraid to share how you're feeling with others that are in this program, because there's a really high chance that almost everyone around you is feeling the same way. And together, you can help each other through the difficult times. And in the beginning, I was feeling really alone. And my mental health was kind of suffering. But the minute I started opening up to my peers about how I was feeling, we just kind of all realized we all felt the same. And we were all beginning learning a new career together. So it was nice to have each other. And then what I'm looking forward to next year, I love being a student. I've been a post-secondary student, obviously, for the past five years. So I'm just trying to soak up that last year of being a student and then seeing what I can learn and doing the practicums and just trying to live in the moment
0: for sure and it does go by so fast and like you said the connections that you have built through teachers college are so important too and actually my friends from Russia came with me to teachers college so we've been friends for a very long time and we have a group chat that's ongoing every single day we share experiences we share lessons and it's so nice and the other day we all work at different schools in london but the other day we had a pd session and we all were able to be in the same room at the same school and it was really nice so keep those relationships going they're so helpful even just to get you through the hard times because it's going to get busy and it's going to get challenging. Is there anything that you guys are nervous about? Because I know that I was nervous when I was starting. I'm still nervous every time I start a new LTO. But any areas you don't really feel prepared for? Yeah, Alex, please.
2: I would say there's like obviously a handful of areas that I think all new teachers are nervous about. For myself, I would... Both my placements were at my former high school. So I knew the layout of the school. I knew a handful of staff members. It was just random. I just got my former high school and then the other one was planned. So that helped alleviate a lot of stress of knowing the school, knowing the students, knowing the area, knowing some of the administrators. Whereas I'll be nervous if I get placed at a school that I don't know anybody because. Even just knowing the layout of a school can relieve so much stress when you're walking into it, knowing where the office is and knowing where the bathrooms are and knowing where the staff room is. So that will be a little bit nerve wracking, but also going into a classroom, not having like an associate teacher or almost like a safety net. It's like just you. I haven't been supplying yet. I work for TD Canada Trust. I've been doing that. So I'll be a little nervous when I start doing the supply work and it just being me in front of the students but I think it just a reminder for everybody but also for myself is we have the skills and abilities to do it it's just a matter of like believing in yourself and I also wanted to add to the last question never think that you're in a competition with the other teacher candidates at the faculty this wasn't this isn't applicable to me but I know that other teacher candidates felt like oh my gosh like they're doing so much more than me or they're ahead of me and this even comes comes into the nervousness about beginning this career is teacher candidates were saying to me, like, aren't you nervous that you haven't started supplying? Like you should be doing that. You need to get ahead. Like people are way ahead of you. And I'm like, but we're all going to get to the spot that we need to go to, whether you rush it now or like go through the motions. And I said, I'm happy, like not supplying right now, but I know that I will be nervous when that time comes. But again, just absorbing and just taking it day by day.
0: Yeah, for sure. We're all on our own path. You'll get where you need to be. Everyone's experience is so different. I felt the same way during placements. I had a few associate teachers that were more laid back and kind of let me guide myself, whereas my friends had associate teachers that were maybe pushing them a little bit more. And so I always felt like, should I be doing more by this time? But you figure it out as you go along. And all those things that you're nervous about are so minor. And I felt the same way. So I'm not going to say that they're, you know, not worth being nervous about because I felt the same way but you'll get over those things so fast some of the best experiences for me have been going to a new school and meeting new people and I'm working at one of the biggest schools in Thames Valley and it's like the best and I love it and I had never stepped foot in that school prior so it's great so don't stress you'll get where you need to be and Scarlett what about you?
3: I think that the thing I'm most nervous about or feel the most unprepared for is assessment and evaluation, listening to past podcast episodes from this podcast, just thinking about the more non traditional route, I think it's really intimidating, but it's something that's so intriguing to me. And I know that as a new teacher, it'll be something that just comes with time but it's really nerve wracking to think about. I want to do the best for my students as soon as I can. So it's just intimidating to think about, but it's also exciting.
0: Yeah. Assessment is definitely intimidating because you question yourself, right? Like, am I being objective enough? Am I doing this fairly? Am I being equitable? And I think for you, you need to just, first of all, get your foot In the door and do what you got to do to get through. It might be survival mode in the first year. And then maybe consider taking an AQ because I I took an AQ in assessment. It made me feel a lot better about assessment and you don't have to go into all these new methods of assessment right away. So don't feel like that's something you have to start from day one. You can kind of dip your toes and slowly work towards a certain goal. But yeah, Thank you guys so much for talking with me and Kathy today, and all our listeners are probably super excited to hear your perspective. I love hearing new teachers' perspectives. I mean, I myself am a brand new teacher, and I feel like you guys have already learned new practices that I didn't learn the previous year, even though we're not that far off. So let's get into our rapid fire questions. I think I'm going to do consistently Scarlett first, then Alex. So we'll just bang them off really quick. So first one, what is one subject you would like to learn more about?
3: Definitely fashion. I don't have confidence in my sewing, so (laughs) definitely fashion.
2: Mine's a completely random subject, but it's actually math. I think I would do really well teaching grade nine, like locally developed math.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Okay. I was also nervous about fashion and I'm also nervous about math. So interesting. What is your favorite thing to do in the summer?
3: Definitely take my kids to the beach
0: i would say go up to muskoka
3: <laughs> Ooh,
0: i'm looking forward to my cabin too would your 12 year old self think that
3: you were cool my 12 year old self would think i'm not cool at all <laughs> they would think i'm so lame but <laughs> in bed by eight and reading books all the time but i'm living my best life
2: I was a quirky kid, so my 12-year-old self would think that I'm very cool. (laughs) But same way, Scarlett, I'm in bed by 9
0: o'clock, and I love my book, so you're all good. (laughs) I love it. Are you more of an introvert or an extrovert?
3: Definitely an introvert, which is surprising for this career choice, but I've met other teachers in this career and they've all, like a lot of them have said they're introverts too, which is shocking, but
2: (laughs) happy I'm not alone. I would say I'm on the middle line. I would say I'm extrovert, but in moments I'm also an introvert.
0: I love that. I am definitely an introvert, but everyone that knows me thinks I'm an extrovert. And it's funny because I can be extroverted around people that I'm really comfortable with, but definitely an introvert in my own definition. Do you learn best watching or by
3: doing? Definitely by doing. I I think it's hard for me to just, especially I've learned this over the online courses and, and Zoom and through COVID. Yeah, definitely doing.
0: Doing as well. Yeah. I think everyone learns best by doing. Well, thank you guys so much. We'll close out this podcast.
1: Scarlett and Alex thanks so much for joining us today it was really enlightening to learn about Teachers College and entering the profession today because it's been a very long time since I've been at Teachers College Laura much more recent than I I have been but for me it's been a while so it was really great for me to to learn a little bit about what you guys are learning and, and how you're getting through. Join in next time because we are going to be talking with some students that are taking our classes right now. So it will be very enlightening to hear from them and find out their thoughts on the courses that we're teaching in our Family Studies programs.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of What the Family Studies. All links, resources and social media platforms mentioned can be found in the show notes. Remember to subscribe to be notified when we release new episodes. Thanks for listening. What the Family Studies is brought to you by the Ontario Family Studies Home Economics Educators Association. Special thanks to our producer, Michelin Galant, tech support and podcast editor, Cassandra
3: McEachern, and our co-hosts, Catherine Murphy and Laura Hattier.